investing for the youngins we've got you covered easy can you share a few uh, tips uh, to get kids saving? I think uh, it's very good to make it visual. Let them set a goal and draw up a savings plan with a timeline. You can make it very visual and you can also get a big clear jar so that the children can see the money growing in it and write the amount of money on the jar and maybe stick a picture of what they're saving for. Also make it a game. Kids love competition. Challenge them to save a certain amount and if they achieve it, you will give them a prize like go to the movies or to visit a museum or even match the amount that they have saved. Also brainstorm with your children ideas on how to earn money at an age-appropriate level. A couple of ideas could be scanning old photographs and converting them to digital. Sell old notes, question papers and textbooks when you have passed the grade. Welcome to Easy Does It, a podcast by Easy Equities, where we simplify money and investing. No jargon, no complications. Your cool guide to investing. Easy. <laughs> Welcome to the Easy Does It podcast, your cool guide to investing. My name is DJ at large. Now, recently, I did a savings campaign with uh, one of the big banks, and it got me thinking about my own financial habits and my money personality. So how I respond and I treat money is dictated by my money personality, right? So these are the character traits that I have regarding money. So the way that you were raised, your environment, your friends, your family, they all contribute to shaping your money personality. So during the savings campaign, I realized just how influential parents can be informing your financial habits as you grow up so my mom influenced mine you know so if your parents are quite secretive about money it could rub off on you a little bit right so it's quite important that parents help their children to form good habits towards money so that they'll grow up having a good relationship with it so that they can save they can invest they can budget and they can value money and that becomes like a part of their everyday lives and that's what today's episode is all about it's about parents and it's about kids and it's about money so we'll be giving you a guide on how to invest for and raise financially savvy rock star kids so to help us to have this conversation i've invited vicky angelopoulos her handle on twitter is at mummy underscore money za i've seen this handle a lot she's a south african mom raising a daughter to become financially savvy rock stars she's an investor and she always shares these uh, tips on buying groceries which i actually like so sometimes i'll go through a handle to see uh ways to cheaper to get coffee as an example vicky welcome to the easy does it podcast thank you for having me here dj i'm so excited to have you you know sometimes you follow somebody on twitter and then you get the opportunity to meet them and to record an episode so i'm so happy to have you before we jump in i want to talk a bit about you i've got a random money question for you so you are an investor obviously I've seen quite a lot of tweets around investing if your investment portfolio could speak it had a voice. What do you think it would say about you? My portfolio would describe me as an energetic shopaholic. <laughs> what do you like to buy? When I say my portfolio describes me as a shopaholic, I'm referring to my retail stocks. Mm -hmm. Those that follow me on Twitter know that I love commenting and having an opinion about retailers. Ooh. Okay, okay. 
I'm a PEPCO shareholder. Mm-hmm. I love that stock. I hold ShopRite. And to a lesser extent, I also hold Diskem as well. Mm, I love that. I love. And there's something about owning shares and then walking into the store. I mean, uh, you, your shares might just get you like a tile in the store. But there's something about walking into a Diskem and knowing you own some Diskem shares that gives you a sense of pride and ownership. So I love the fact that uh, yours are like on the retail side of it. What else do you have in your portfolio? I've held Sassol for around eight years. Ooh. And I bought it at over 400 rand. I saw it fly to 600 and then crash to 20 bucks. <laughs> but at least it's slowly recovering now. So yeah, about two years ago, I bought the dip and I managed to uh, average down. Thank goodness. <laughs> and of course, you, you, you know, you've already shared some of, of your favorite uh, local stocks. Do you have any ETFs by any chance in, in, in your portfolio? Uh, yes, I do. I have the Satrix MSCI World ETF. Mm-hmm. It's a well-diversified ETF, and I've held it in my preservation fund for over 10 years, and it's just one that you buy and forget about it. Yeah, and I love that you you are a long-term investor, so you talk about 8 years, about 10 years, and that's really what investing is all about. Uh, Another random question that I have for you is, if you could have a sneak peek into somebody else's investment portfolio, who would it be and why? I think it would be fun. To have a sneak peek into Layla Faree's portfolio. Ooh, and that's the C of the JSE, right? That's right. Mm. So obviously she must have a shareholding in JSE Limited. But I wonder if she holds any other South African stocks. Does she invest in other stock exchanges? She lived in Australia for a while. So does she invest in anything there? And does she hold shares directly or through ETFs? Ooh, that would be such an interesting one. I think maybe we should invite her uh, to the podcast real, real soon. So, you know, a great place to start is talking a bit about money, your family, your kids. While you were growing up, Vicky, I'm very curious to know if money and investing is something that was openly discussed. I was actually born into the family business. My father had a supermarket. Those days it was known as the Corner Cafe. (laughs) Okay. My mom literally gave birth to me and after a couple of weeks, she already had me behind the shop counter next to her sleeping in the pram. (laughs) Hey, she wasted no time having you there already assisting her, yeah? By eight years old, I was standing on a Coca-Cola crate, manning the cash register. And by 11, I was writing out checks for my dad to pay his suppliers. So yeah, um, money was always openly discussed. And my dad always told us what he was investing in and even gave us feedback if it was a good or bad investment decision. My dad passed away in my 20s and I'm so grateful he exposed me to the money decisions throughout my childhood and prepared me so well for my financial future. That is so beautiful. And I was smiling as you were speaking because money can be a source of pain and trauma and anxiety for a lot of families. So parents sometimes become very money avoidant. And I think that's one of the reasons why parents struggle to talk to kids about money. So it's so beautiful that your story is a little bit different where, you know, they were open to bringing you into the business and to getting a feel for money and understanding invoices. Uh, Because in understanding how a business runs, you get a sense of how to run your own money. You know, so I think it's such a beautiful thing. And in terms of your upbringing and, and the role that your dad has played, which is absolutely beautiful. Has that had an impact on how you now want to raise your kids when it comes to money? Definitely. I always discuss needs and wants with my children. 
I tell them that you need to work to get money and then find ways to get money to work for you. I take my kids to the shops and consciously demonstrate my buying decisions. I make them aware of price comparisons between the private labels of the (laughs) retailer versus the manufacturer's brands of different products. We look at specials and compare them online to see if it's cheaper elsewhere. I look at whether it's cheaper to buy in bulk. And obviously, my children see me use my loyalty cards every time and take my reusable bags to the store to save money. I enjoy talking to my children about companies I own in my investment portfolio in an age-appropriate way. For example, we'll be walking through a shopping center and I show them that Pepco owns Ackermans, Refinery, Tacky Town, Incredible Connection. They really enjoy hearing about the different companies and who owns whom. That's so interesting. And I, and I think the beauty of, of having kids, I don't have kids, but uh, seeing other parents and them talking about money is that there's lessons about money in everyday life for kids. So anything fun and easy is a great opportunity to teach them something. So when you're in the store and you're like, you know, Pepco owns this or all that, I think it's just such a, a beautiful thing. You know, Vicky, we spoke a bit about, as an example, why some parents struggle to talk to their kids about money. How have you prepared your yourself uh, to talk to your kids because I think parents also need to do a little bit of some work before they start to engage kids because if I'm bad with money there's no ways that all of a sudden my daughter as an example is going to be great with money so how did you prepare yourself uh, before you, you started to have these conversations with your kids before my husband and I decided to speak to our kids about money we had to discuss openly and then align how money will be managed in our household with children We both grew up in different households and our attitudes towards money and allowances were different. So this was a critical step to sync up our values around money so that we come across as a united force and not send out conflicting messages about money to our children. I also proactively, I'm on the lookout and research age-appropriate ways to help my girls understand personal finance as they grow up. For example, when they were little, I bought them a toy cash register and toy money that was in South African currency, and we would play shop shop. (laughs) (laughs) I absolutely love that. Yeah, so they would be the cashier and add up the groceries and try to work out the change. Now that they are older, we've started playing Monopoly, which is such an awesome game because it teaches children the importance of cash flow. And when you run out of cash, you're out of the game and bankrupt. That's such a beautiful thing that you and your husband spend some time talking about your own money cultures, the way that you guys have been raised up, and then having a united front in terms of how do we now raise our daughters. And I think it sometimes becomes a little bit difficult for for other people who might be a single parent or whatever, but they could still do a little bit of some research and and I'm assuming find some fun ways uh, to start teaching the young ones about money. Because I love the fact that you've moved from this cash register for kids uh, and played shop shop, which I think is really fun, to now moving across to Monopoly. Do you think that that might be a great way, particularly maybe for single parents? Most definitely. I want to talk a bit about money values and uh, culture, right? What types of money values and culture do you and your husband hope to then pass down to your kids? I hope my kids value and invest in self-education because no one will look after their money better than themselves. Mm. They must prioritize also their health over money 
because if they make a poor money decision, they need to learn and move on from it and rebuild their wealth. Living in the past and being remorseful doesn't help and, you know, it leads to ill health. I also want my kids to learn to live below their means and cultivate a savings culture and not to be chained to a materialistic lifestyle, overburdened with debt and worry. They must also value and invest in self-education because no one will look after their money better than they ever will. And I hope my children will be generous and help others. Oh man, just being gracious in what you have, I think is, is such an important and beautiful thing. I want to chat a bit about your daughters. You did mention that they're a little bit older now. In terms of what is their understanding of money now? Uh, and perhaps you can even tell us a little bit about them as well. Yeah, so I have two girls that are 10 and 9 years old. And I feel they have a good understanding of money. Mm-hmm. They understand the difference between needs and wants. They know that I will pay for their needs, like the food and school uniforms. And they know they need to save up for their wants. I actually overheard them one day discussing putting their money together to buy a specific toy. Because if they had to save up individually, it would take longer. They were even discussing which of their teeth were loose so they could budget income from the tooth fat fairy <laughs> to add to their savings. Oh man, I absolutely love that. They're clearly very, very smart and intelligent and they've got a good grasp of needs and wants and sort of planning and budgeting. It's such a beautiful thing that you've done. I want you to maybe take us through some of the steps that you've taken to raise your daughters to be financially savvy rock stars. First and foremost, I want to set an example for my children. Whatever I can say to my children about money will be a complete waste if I do not practice what I preach because children are constantly observing our behavior with money. I want to show them the value of saving, the value of giving and investing. I actively take steps to help my children work on their mathematical skills. And as a parent, never ever tell them how bad you were at maths at school, you know, because then children absorb that and then internalize it yeah yeah and then you know when they can't do a sum they're like oh well you were bad at maths at school so uh, i'm bad at maths at school i mean if you're really bad at maths i mean there's youtube videos that explain concepts and then you can look for worksheets online for your kids to practice so that they're really very comfortable around numbers and maths because that's really really important when it comes to investing and then when my girls are older I will take steps where I can discuss things like credit and their credit score, budgeting, the importance of keeping your information and ID number private and secure, and how to start investing at a low cost with a high rate of return. Ah, but you've said such important things in terms of the steps that you've taken. The the one thing that is super, super important, as you said, you know, uh, kids observe the way that you behave with money as an adult. It's super interesting. It almost goes back to my to my previous example is if your parents are quite secretive, maybe even stingy with money, it will obviously rub off on you, which is important. But also getting comfortable with numbers, which I never thought about. So getting comfortable with 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 counting with, uh, as an example, playing the games that you've mentioned now i'm curious to know have you also read some books as well on on how to speak to kids using youtube and so forth i'm always and constantly on the lookout for wonderful children's books Mm -hmm. that touch on topics of money and over the years i've actually curated books that cover various money topics and i read to my children and discuss the book uh, with them two books i highly recommend is a grain of rice by demi 
which teaches children the power of compounding and a book called Those Shoes, where a little boy wants the latest tackies that all his friends are wearing at school, but his granny can't afford to buy them for him. The book has a wonderful lesson around peer pressure and friendship. Oh, that's so beautiful. Earlier on, you said something that's also incredibly important is that you and your husband spend some time trying to figure out what your money values are and what your culture is. So what are your thoughts then on giving kids an allowance? I know some parents believe that uh, it might be a good tool to help their kids understand spending and priorities. I mean, what are your thoughts and and perhaps do do your daughters uh, get an allowance? Uh, Yes, they do. And it's an absolute must to give your children an allowance. It's non-negotiable. There are so many learning opportunities that come from children using money in practical ways. Having an allowance helps our children practice waiting until they have saved enough to buy what they really want. There are a couple of things that parents need to remember before they start to give allowances. Allowances are a tool to teach kids about money and not payment to do the household chores. Children are meant to do chores without payment like making their bed and emptying the dishwasher because they are part of a family. Just giving your children an allowance without any work though gives them a sense of entitlement which is also wrong. As a parent, we need to link age-appropriate jobs to our children's allowance. For example, My one daughter was really struggling with reading at school. I didn't want to spend money on a tutor and I didn't have time to sit with her. So I made my oldest daughter sit with the young one and practice her reading with her. I created a payment chart with the objective that the eldest needed to help her younger sister read 20 books by the end of term. So on this chart I put 20 stars and they were worth 5 rand each. After a book was successfully read, by her little sister, she could color in a star. So the eldest was motivated because she was earning money and she could see how much she was making and how far she still needed to go to help her sister. Through this exercise, my eldest daughter earned 100 Rand to help me out. So also just a few extra points when giving an allowance. Don't take away your children's allowance as punishment because it's an educational tool and not a disciplinary one. Do not be too generous with the allowance as too much money in a child's hands can breed careless spending habits and also try not to grant too much independence by telling them they can spend the allowance on whatever they want. Give them the guidance to try save most of their money and try to spend a small amount wisely. In terms of investments for some of your kids, do you have any investments for your kids? Yes, I do. I keep it sweet and simple. They've both got a tax-free savings account and I only buy the Satrix MSCI World ETF. I don't fiddle with ETFs and change them up. I just send the debit order through every month and I just buy the same one. Yeah, and I think with, with kids, you, sh- you need to just keep it simple because you're thinking about the long term. At some point in time, when you hand this over to them, they can then decide what route they want to go if they want to divest and buy something else. So I think it's important to make it recurring, make it as simple as possible. And when they're ready, then they can sort of decide the type of strategy that they want to take. Um, do you perhaps have other um, things that parents need to consider uh, when building an investment portfolio for their kids? The very first thing parents should take into consideration before building a portfolio for their children is to ensure that they have their 
own investment and retirement portfolio in place and ensure they're investing enough in their own portfolios to ensure that they will be financially secure in their old age and not a burden on their children when they grow old. You can't bank on your child being the next Elon Musk and live off them when you're old. (laughs) That makes so much sense. And I think it's such great advice. And it even goes back to something else we mentioned earlier on, is that even before you have this chat with with your kids, you need to make sure that your own money is right, that you yourself are financially savvy. And it goes back to the investing. If you're going to invest for your kids, you need to have your own investment sorted out as well. Then use those same principles and just apply them to that investment portfolio for your kids. Uh, And then lastly, could you share a few uh, tips uh, to get kids uh, saving? I think uh, it's very good to make it visual. Let them set a goal and draw up a savings plan with a timeline. You can make it very visual and you can also get a big clear jar so that the children can see the money growing in it and write the amount of money on the jar and maybe stick a picture of what they're saving for. Also, make it a game. Kids love competition. Challenge them to save a certain amount, and if they achieve it, you will give them a prize, like go to the movies or to visit a museum, or even match the amount that they have saved. Uh, Also, brainstorm with your children ideas on how to earn money at an age-appropriate level. A couple of ideas... Uh, could be scanning old photographs and converting them to digital, sell old notes, question papers and textbooks when you have passed the grade, work with an event planner to help them set up at functions, doing face painting and party games at kids' parties, help with photocopying and stapling documents, even tutoring even the younger siblings, like I gave an example earlier. Some great uh, <laughs> savings tips there from Vicky. Vicky, thank you so much for your time. She goes by the handle at mommy underscore money ZA on Twitter. A South African mom raising her daughters to become financially savvy rock stars. I hope that she's managed to encourage other parents to do the same. Thank you for pressing play on the Easy Does It podcast. A big shout out to you for hanging out with us. Don't forget to subscribe. We are on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Let us know what you think of this episode on Twitter and Insta. Our handle is at Easy Equities.